Welcome, welcome. You're now tuning in to Top 5 Podcast, the weekly millennial podcast where we unpack what's relevant in the culture. Everything from music, sports, politics, and anything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the vibes. me like that um welcome welcome you're now tuned into the top five podcast you're listening to jovi e we've got duke aka marble mouth in the house what's up gang how you we've got tv with a little bit of a tan like a smidge of a tan what's up bon jovi what's going on not bon jovi respect me we we also have keith aka keith in the house what's going on everybody and we've got Michael. I don't. Ha- I don't. What was Michael? The genius. Michael. Michael the genius. That's what it was. Michael the genius. <laughs> I take that. I mean, hey, look. Compared to everybody else's, I take that. I take that. What's going on? Man? A choice. <laughs> hey, it's Mikey Marzilla. Get it right, man. That's, see, that's the OG. Yeah. See, that, for those of y'all that don't know, that's the OG name. You know, before there was all these other Margellas, I was the original. But hey, that's that's Mikey Margella. Put some respect on that man name, dog. There it is. There it is, man. You know, so I mean, if y'all listening in, I know y'all y'all hear another voice right now. This is the first time in in top five history that we are bringing in a special guest. We're thrilled to have him in. This is the first of many, but we couldn't think of a better person to start it off with. Uh, my brother, we've known each other for going on 10 years. Long time, man. Uh, you know, long history. And uh, this dude has been around the world and back, literally. And, uh, you know, he's here today to, you know, just come kick it with us. You know, tell us a little bit about his story. Chop it up with us. You know how we do. We always get it in on top five. But without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Mr. Reginald Bullock II. What's going on, Reggie, man? Talk to the people. What's goody, man? First of all, thank you all so much for having me, man. Uh, you know, health and wealth and blessings to all of y'all and y'all families, man. Uh, right now, um, I think it's like 8, 8 p.m. where y'all are at. I'm about six six hours ahead of y'all in the future. So I'm actually, <laughs> you know, I'm actually in April. So it's April's day, right? So... <laughs> Instead of all that fake stuff, you know, we just gonna say, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's hey, the first first of all. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, it's 2 a.m. here. I'm in Rome, Italy. Uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, I moved out here with my family. Uh, you know, just, just my wife and my son left everything behind back in PG County, Maryland. And, uh, you know, we landed. It, it was, it was, it was tough for me, you know, uh, you know, I, I uh, we all come from, you know, I come from Bowie State University. A lot of these gentlemen here do as well. Uh, and, you know, my journey to get here was tremultuous, you know, and, and I faced a lot of adversity to say the least. Um, but, you know, I literally can call myself um, a Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Like my organization that I work with right now, we just won the Nobel Peace Prize as the year 2020. Uh, hey, and I'm man, like, only... like, just everybody, like, before y'all even like get into crazy, this is 
take time and let that process for a minute. First of all, the man is like that's just like you know that's 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 an upgrade right there. You know, step your life up right there. Then my man just casually dropped in that he's you know his organization just won a Nobel Peace Prize. You just throw that in there, you know, just man, as humble. Let that marinate as humble as possible. Yeah. Right. Let, let, let that marinate. I'm focused, man. It's you know? pretty chill, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm the only African American working in the tech uh, division in the organization. Uh, Helen from Shelton, Maryland, Prince George's County, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gwen Park yeah. High School, yeah. Gwen Park yeah. Middle yeah. School, uh, you know, 0.0 uh, GPA two times at Bowie State University. They gave me the second chance to actually come back um, shout out to, uh, you know, rest in peace to Freddie Bonds, right? You know, shout out to, uh, you know, Dr. Sammy Miller and, you know, uh, all of the people in the staff and the people at HBCUs who actually like nurture the students that aren't just athletes, you feel me? Um, that, that believe in people more than they believe in themselves when they need that to happen. Then uh, I went on to get my MBA at Bowie. You know, I mean, it's just a lot, you know what I'm saying, that happened in between there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I just want people to understand that, like, there's so many more options out in this world to, like, get it, to 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 make it. Like, whatever this, this thing of, like, making it is, ultimately, like, you got to just, like, destroy, like, your paradigm of like what other people care about you and it's really hard because of social media you feel me like it's really challenging because you know when I started you know I I, I in, in college I, I like Instagram started in 2010 you feel me like is this 2020 now and if you think of the maturity of Instagram and how it's really captured the lives of like human beings, and specifically, you know, the younger generation of people that's actually watching this podcast, like it's it's not negative. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's one of the. I wanna I wanna kind of like jump in. This is like left field. Like I got a son. My son's four years old right now. Right. And we was all kids, like, PlayStation 1 was out. Nintendo 64 was out. Like, do you realize that they got, like, like professional video game teams where people are making as much as NBA players and football players? Do you realize yeah. that? Yeah, professional gaming. They got majors and colleges and all kinds of stuff. Yes, yep. yes. So, as a father... Do I raise my child the same way that my dad raised me? Be like, don't touch them video games, boy, or else. <laughs> right. It's like that, that's an interesting point that you bring up, man. Because I mean, we're in an interesting like generation, and that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast. Because we're like caught in the middle. Like we're the type that yeah conversation with somebody face to face, look them in the eye, and communicate. You know that face to face communication. And at the same time, ours is the generation that kind of started this whole social media thing. For sure. Yeah, when we was in high school, we were being on MySpace, Facebook, all that stuff like that. And, you know, we kind of kicked it off. And now we pass it to this younger generation. And slowly but surely, 
we become those old heads that is like, man, y'all put down them phones, man. Y'all need to exactly. talk, you know? It's kind of it's kind of crazy, but you raising a son four years old, I, I know you see it firsthand, man. So yeah, I mean, I see it firsthand, and, you know, what I try to think, because, you know, one of the, the businesses that I have is, you know, because one of the things that I've, like, I'm, it's a business, but it's just something, it's a cause that I'm championing, championing, I think, is that whatever, the, whatever, but it's like, I want more African-Americans to get into technology. It's like being, you know what I'm saying? Like working for the World Food Program, we got the whole, you know, uh, Nobel Peace Prize and all that. I'm the only African-American in tech. It ain't nothing cool about saying that. Like, that's not an accolade. That's not an accomplishment. Like, what the fuck is that? You feel me? Like, it actually pisses me off that I'm the only whatever. And I feel like previous, and this might piss some people off, but I feel like previous generations held their hat on being the only. Fuck that. That shit ain't cool no more. You know what I'm saying? And like, and it, it, yeah, like people, like, like I know people who have picked that claim and this ain't nothing against nobody in history. And this is, really probably gonna ruffle some feathers, but I don't mean it in a disrespect. I mean it in like, I definitely appreciate what people have done for, you know, art. Like I got, this is my, my desk right here. And you know, this, this, this building right here is the, is the Reginald Lafayette Bullock, I mean, excuse me, the, the Reginald F. Lewis, you know, it's a replica of, you know, the first black billionaire, right? Like this is this is on my desk. And I got this at his black tie fair when they um you know they first opened the joint um like on a years ago. And I, I keep that on my desk as a reminder to myself that you know this dude is a first of all he's a new from V State from Baltimore. You know this guy is like he came from the same place and the same struggles and stuff that we did. And, you know, when you study African-Americans who get to a certain level of success, I didn't get it for a while. I thought when I, when I was younger, um, I, I took offense to some of the prominent African-Americans getting to the top and then always saying, um, you know, they would always say, I don't want to be looked at as an African-American. I just want to be looked at as a businessman. I took offense to that because I was like, man, like I look up to you. Like I, I know you, you're the only African-American. And I started touting that success. But until we become the normal and not the anomaly, then I think it's a joke in tambourine, I think, um, that that Chris uh, Chris Rock made. I can't reference it. Uh, right now off the top of my head, but he was like, until we become like, until he, he, the joke was like, white, average white people can be mediocre and mm -hmm. living in a regular neighborhood with like a bit nice type of neighborhood. But until regular African-Americans can be like mediocre and get in that neighborhood, then, you know, we ain't making no progress. But yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I remember that too. Yeah. I like 
I really like how you were saying that like being the only African-American in that position isn't like something that you hang your hat on. I just recently came across this quote that said, um, when you get these brilliant jobs that you have been brilliantly trained for, just remember that your real job is that if you are free, you need to free somebody else. If you right. have power, then your job is to empower somebody else. Um, this is not just a grab a grab bag candy game. And that was a quote by Tony, Tony Morrison. And it just connects so, so perfectly with what you were saying. Um, but I, this is the first time I'm meeting you. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering like, how did you get into this field, this career that, I mean, you're obviously flourishing in. Yeah, I was angry. <laughs> I was, I got, I got, you know, I was 20, 23, 24 years old. I had me a good little job, you know, working at, you know, mind you, I have, I've had a 10-year career as a government contractor prior to moving to Italy. And when I first started my uh, government contracting career, you know, uh, I was an intern um, at, uh, at a government agency. Um, and actually, you know, one of the things that I'll talk about as well, which I think is extremely important, right? So I went to Bowie State University, but I also, I'm a Native American. Uh, I'm 50% Native American. I'm Shinnecock uh, Indian uh, with my tribe is in Southampton, New York. Uh, my reservation is in Southampton, New York. Uh, that's where my family is. Uh, and my mother is 100% Shinnecock Indian, uh, Native American. So what that did was qualify me for a program at the American University in Washington, D.C. Uh, while I was concurrently studying at Bowie State University uh, for my MBA. And there was a program okay. called the- Sorry, you used a really good vocabulary word. I just want to make sure that TB knew what that meant. You caught, you caught that? <laughs> Concurrently. Oh, at no. the same time. At the <laughs> same <laughs> damn time. <laughs> just want to make sure. Go ahead, you know. So, <laughs> so, here, so here what happened is, is, and the reason why I want to get into all of that is because I want to really like, like we, we need to really like dive into this thing about HBC. Right, as great as my institution was, they had no real pipelines with organizations that could land me the career that I needed. So I had to go to a predominantly white institution for a short period of time, even though I got my full on education from Bowie State University. The only thing that I needed from that predominantly white institution was their pipeline into the federal government which allowed me to land an internship, with, which then springboarded me to a government contracting position at $80,000 a year right out of college. So to pause on that point before I fast forward, as much in input as we're putting into this federal uh, federally funded and all of these recognition of athletes going to HBCUs. Historically, black colleges and universities will not be on par or competitive with predominantly white institutions until we can guarantee and we can build legitimate pipelines to take students directly from no experience to elite level positions in career fields that will make them, you know, uh, 
that will change the trajectory of their lives. So that's what American University did for me with the Native American program. Yeah. I have a question with that. Um, and this is purely because I don't know, I, didn't, I personally didn't go to an HBCU, so I don't know. But do you think it's something about, um, do you think it's about a, ability to put those people in those um, situations like the white institutes did or, or can, or do you think it's about lack of resources that is on a somehow intentional, like lack? Yeah. I think you know? it's neither. I think it's neither. You what know you what, you wanna know why? So there's something called the big four, KPMG, PWI, um, excuse me, uh, uh, PWC, Ernst & Young and Deloitte. Right, these are competitive, the big four accounting firms in the world. Um, I literally have been told by one of the big four that they don't recruit from Bowie State University. And the only reason they started recruiting from Bowie State University was because they knew that I went there. Put some respect on my name. So what I'm saying is that it isn't for lack of anything. It's just a matter of fact that Deloitte would rather see people who graduated from Georgetown on a contract uh, proposal and MBAs that graduated from Bowie State on that contract proposal, which That's is BDI. why, which is why, you know, when it comes to like this is where I'm different, because although I went to those to all of those places, I ran circles around them. Why? Because I have highly competitive professional certifications. I have my bachelor's in, in business, I have my MBA, I have my certified ethical hacker, I have my uh, PMP, which is my uh, project management certification, my ITLV3, my uh, data vault practitioner, like whatever. It's like back in the day, what, what the old, old Negroes used to say, you got to be twice as good, right? Three times. Nah, you got to be five, six, ten times as good. Straight up. And so now, what ultimately the, the reality is this for me. You don't have to be anything you don't want to be. Like, I look at that, you know, replica of the building, you know, Reginald F. Lewis every day. And I think to myself, I really can be a billionaire. I really can do this. So that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not just about, ultimately I gotta move past, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, things like that. But, you know, ultimately I, I just wanna help put our people in position where we can start um, gaining like some early experience. It takes us so long. It took me so long to like really like start to get it and honestly I don't even really feel like I've really hit the mark where I'm like where I want to be you know what I'm saying so I'll go ahead do oh so um 0. 0.0 GPA to six figures yeah um 
what is a blueprint? What does that look like? You know what I mean? Like, because it's a lot of people who listen to this that may have, a, you know, a 2.1 or, or 1.1, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what does that look like for, you know what I mean, our listeners to, you know, get to where you are? Yeah, life? so, you know, shameless plug, you know, go ahead and, and look, get on Amazon and get the get the book, you know, from 0.0 GPA to six figures. Um, you know, this is the this is the book that Duke is referencing. Um, and legitimately, you know, I, I had a 0.0, you know, twice. Uh, the story behind that, you know, uh, let me let me let me try to answer the question. Yeah, I want to get more into it. Definitely go cop the book and read it. Uh, but the blueprint is this, man. Motivation is bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> like the only thing that's going to get you to win in life is the discipline, right? And your why. So for me, I couldn't get good grades until I started going to interviews and things like that. And they were like, oh, you went to this school. What's your GPA? Mm. 2.3, you know, after like adding the 0, 0.0, even with all of my good grades, until I realized that my um, GPA was directly associated with my paycheck, then I started to care. Because the why for me was about that motherfucking money. <laughs> I mean, it was... That's the truest thing I can tell you. And the reason why it was about that money, my parents' house foreclosed like when I was in, you know, my senior year in high school, like we went through the recession, all of this stuff. Like I vowed to myself to like never let my unborn children, my wife that I didn't have then go through those experiences. And the only way that I knew how to do that was to get money. And so I was out on my on the streets selling my CDs for like $7.50 trying to get it. And it just was like an impossible struggle. I, anyway, that's the short answer to your question. But um, I think honestly, man, you got to do have a, a true assessment of what you want in life. School might not be for you. Stop wasting your money on it if it's not for you. That's number one thing, right? Don't go into... 20, 30, 40, $50,000 worth of debt when it wasn't for you, built for you in the first place and you don't want to do it. That might not be the popular answer for everybody. I'm not going to sit here and say stick it out to the bitter end. No, if you, I should have dropped out like 0 0.0 GPA twice. That means I didn't go to class for two semesters. I shouldn't have been there. It's like, yeah. Guess who's still, who still paying student loans? Me. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So that's just some. Got a question real quick. <clears throat> the GPA to pension thing, I know you went you went to school a while ago. Is that still a thing right now, if you know? Like, because I know like sometimes companies don't ask for your GPA, but is that something that people still do, if you know? Yeah, so so the answer to that question is like you can finesse it, you can get around it. Um, in 2012, when I, the, the situation that I'm talking about, uh, you know, which, which 
it's kind of similar to the situation we're going now in the world is that in 2012, there was another recession under Obama. Uh, so jobs got highly competitive to where, you know, when the job market gets competitive, companies do everything they can to weed people out. So if you think about it now to answer your question, I do think it's a factor. I think it sets you apart if you have a higher GPA, because you know how you can tell the difference between people who have higher GPAs and people who don't? Yeah, I know. The people with the high GPAs put it on their resume. People that got low GPAs don't put it on their resume. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so that's how I know. Exactly. But, I mean, me and you, we finessed the game a few times, so. Do you help me a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't yeah. let me talk too much, man. Fire away with the questions. You know, I don't want to take up too much time because I'm, I'm no, I, I can just ramble on for days. So like, you said something about um, you were selling CDs and whatnot, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, is music still something that you venture in even, even now? Yeah, I mean, we are like popping right now. So go check Spotify. You know what I'm saying for Aze. Drop the link, drop the link. Oh, I'm gonna drop the, all right, I'm gonna drop the link. Yeah, man, I'm looking at the numbers right now. I mean, for whatever reason, during this uh, this little lockdown situation, like I'm popping, popping. Like, like I ain't, I've never been like this popping before to the point where I'm thinking like low key, I might really, I might really not have to work no more. It just like keeps up. Nah, it's like, like I just hit seventy five. I mean, seven thousand list monthly listeners, and last month I was at uh, two two hundred listeners. Jeez, so, the gold mine somewhere. Hey man, when you going on tour? <laughs> well, I'm in Italy, right? So you got to realize that you know, think about like hip hop acts pop first overseas. Mm -hmm. So I'm in like the prime location to like really like get it, get it popping and get it on. And so my boy here, who's a bar owner in Trastevere, um, and he's like, you know, we're probably about to venture up together to like do some virtual concerts and then, you know, start like touring through Italy. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I'm right now I'm releasing one song every week, uh, minimum for the rest of the year. And so I literally just went through my tune core because everything is 100%. Um, I've already, I'm like literally, uh, I, I got a gold record already like that, you know, it's, it's just like low keys. Like when I did back in 2011, um, you know, when I did um, the Kappa album, like one of them drank it over 500,000 sales. Um, like, Bro, that's crazy. That joint uh actually just resurfaced. Yeah, it, it, it was just end, it ended up in one of my group chats. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's, yeah. Every time, every time there's a new line, like so what we're finding because we did like a lot of like the educational shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like we're finding that um, you know, people are going back and like using that as a uh, as an educational tool. So yeah. what I did was I looked at that data analytics and I was like, okay, how can we flip this? And so, you know, I started also doing, I got like different aliases under, you know, my, my music label. And some of them are just doing like children's songs for like ABC or like the Issy Bissy Spider, whatever. 
And because, um, like, one thing I learned, like, having a kid, I was like, I just was like, yo, I'm not going to say her name, but the A-L-E-X-A, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'd be like, yo, play, you know, Issy Bissy Spider, she just pick any song. Mm-hmm. So you putting your name in that hat into, like, billions of streams. So, um, but now nah, we popping. Like, my music is crazy right now. I'm on, I'm in this wave where... I'm dropping shit that I made in 2013 because it's just good. Like I'm listening to it. I'm just like, yo, like my music is really good. And I think that ultimately, you know, to answer your question, Jovi, like you gotta believe in yourself, whatever it is that you do, you know, and it's crazy because like, you know, it took me like damn near nine, eight years for me to think that one song I made was actually good enough to put out to the world. No matter what it is that you do in your life, you know, the world, you know, I think I'll show you something. It was a quote from Nipsey Hussle recently where he was like, he read a book. He was like, you know, would you rather, you know what I'm saying, be, you know, at, uh, at war with yourself or at peace with the world? Or would you rather be, you know, at war with the world or at peace with yourself, you know? And that's the space in my life that I'm entering into. And it's not an easy space to be in um, because, I mean, war is ugly. Um, but, you know, mentally, like with this lockdown and everything, you know, music literally like saved my life. Like I literally was like going through some some really, really, really challenging uh, mental health uh, situations. Uh, and when, you know, I'm a creature of habit. So, you know, I get my haircut every week. I, you know, on the same day, I go to this place every Thursday, you know, I work out three, four days a week, uh, you know, I leave the house and my life is built based on routine. And so with the lockdown in Italy, literally they started taking away you know, one, everything from me. And so I just started losing my sanity and what I, I went back to my music and um, just cool as a fan. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely sure you plugged in the music. I, um, I'm i definitely gonna give it a listen cause I make playlists and like I have a just for the playlist. So I can definitely put you on a spot there. Uh, it's small right now, you know, it don't, hey. uh, is it Greece wasn't built? What is it? The pyramids weren't built in the day or whatever. Is it, is it Rome? Is the same? Really Rome, Rome was Rome. not built in the day. It is Rome. It's Rome. Um, that's like, that's what happened when you don't go to HBCU. You don't know. Like, <laughs> you don't know nothing about how the Egyptians built all of this shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, that's cool. I appreciate it. I mean, but listen, only if you like it, though. Like, just pick the joints that you like. You feel me? And, you know, listen to them. Give me some feedback. Um, I got some joints coming out. I, I wrote for my wife you know, on, on Valentine's Day, like, I didn't really do nothing crazy for her. Like, we've been in, you know, been together for, like, eight eight years, you know what I'm saying? And we got, you know, kids together and all of that stuff. So it's like, we're really not superficial people, you know, and not really built our, our relationship and everything. Just our life isn't built on materialistic stuff. We just really keep ourselves grounded. And, um, you know, I just wanted to get back to... Uh, 
you know, I wrote a song for her called Rewind. And I was just talking about, and the other song was called Love Languages, which is actually educational because there's five love languages. And I knew nothing about like love languages. And, which we have an episode on too as well on here. Yeah. Top five, top five, top five. So the song, the song is is about that. And then, you know, just as a man, like I just had to like really I've been very, very selfish in life in general. And it wasn't until, you know, recently where I realized how selfish I'm I've been, everything has been so self-centered and about me. Even this whole conversation I've been talking most of the time, which I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you all, you know, everyone else around us is is really what what makes the world. And I just want to say to each of y'all, man, thank you so much, you know, while I have y'all here uh, for, for actually taking the time and, and having me as a guest, man, like, Y'all don't know what it means to me um, just to, to see each and every one of y'all. Uh, I mean, we have we have all grown together, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and seeing each other like, like literally, you know, forge in the fire, you know? And I think for, you know, the reality of it is, we're still for ourselves, right? And uh, I really believe that this top five podcast is going to be something that the world is going to view, recognize, respect, you know, as the, the top, top podcast in the game. Talk to them. And here's something that I want to mention, too. You know, when we talk about the music streaming and things like that, think about it, right? There's nothing separated. So a podcast right now, what are they doing? They're putting it on a podcast space on Spotify. There's something called TuneCore where you can actually log into and create an actual audio album where you can sell. So what's stopping you all from converting the audio that you have, putting a little bit of music behind it, and then streaming it and selling it with music behind it as an album where you can actually profit and make money off of? I think that this is a space that people aren't moving into right now because they're thinking of music in a way where um, it has to be musical or whatever, but really from a business perspective, it's just about um, creativity and, you know, with the, and using the tools that you have in front of you guys. So, no, that's um, so one thing, one thing I want to bring up, one thing I noticed from reading your bio is that even as a child, it's like you're consistently, looking at opportunity you're consistently finding whether it was the uh or realizing that you had that uh advantage of you know your part native american so that qualifies me for these other opportunities i think a lot of people when they go through life they see that you're supposed to do this you're supposed to do that but nobody's really saying hey you should be looking at these areas to accomplish like these tasks like like you said before i mean if school isn't for you then why, why are you there essentially but don't just I know there's something to it to where you, it's not about just not going to school but how do you for someone who's not used to constantly say, seeing and seeking opportunity how do you make up your mind because that's different not everybody has that uh knowledge to know well you know maybe I should start looking at say Peloton because now I see it everywhere you know like whether it's stocks whether it's just opportunity for jobs whether it's just anything you want in life how did yeah. you get like that? Yeah. Um, 
So it's actually counterintuitive, right? Um, I think you have to, instead of look outward, you have to look inward. Um, and it's, it's really, um, you know, something I talk about on um, the podcast with Mr. Dapper Data, um, you know, where I talk about uh, the mindset being, you know, uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'm a God-fearing man. Um, and I think that a lot of times the challenge is we need to quiet our mind. And we also need to be real with ourselves. And it's a chapter in my book called, called Pimping Your Subconscious. And, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and dive in a little deeper here. And there's a book that you should read called The Secret. Um, there's a book you should read called Thinking Grow Rich. Uh, there's a book you should read called As a Man Thinketh. All three of those books are interlinked. Um, and what you need to understand about those books is that um, you manifest your subconscious thoughts. And a lot of times you have to control your thoughts and understand that anything that you think, if you think that, oh, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a fuck up in life, you know, I hate myself, and you start unconsciously saying these things without even verbalizing it, your subconscious mind is going to reflect these things onto your life. So here's another level where I'm going to take it and it's going to, this, this is the chapter in my book where we as a people, as a society, as a generation, the younger generation don't understand this shit. And you got to realize every time you're going through your fucking timeline, every image is burned into your subconscious mind. Every comment that you read is burned into your subconscious mind. Everything that you do, everything that you view, everything that you hear, everything that you see, this George Floyd murder uh, trial of the murderer is, is, is now like all of those images, everything that you're seeing about the, tr the trauma of the witnesses, right? All of that is because of social media. And so the chapter in my book called Pimping Your Subconscious, my first book, uh, which is 0.0, .0 GPA to six figures, this is talking about, first of all, purging your social media account and getting rid of accounts. Stop following people. It's uh, my home, and I know uh, Mikey Margiela like this. Um, you know, Cameron, which is one of his favorite rappers, uh, was just on. Uh, 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 it was something on uh, 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 Breakfast Club talking about some how he was blocking everybody, right? Any comment, he he was like, it was something crazy. He blocked over two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand, yeah. yeah. Right. So so, wow. but this is this is like in 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 real life, he is pimping and controlling his environment because back in the day, all we had was our physical environment. So that's what the normal world understands. But this virtual environment, this shit is getting really real. <laughs> like, so, and so, 
Yeah, but yeah. So I have one follow up question because yeah. I know we're about to uh, taper off here, but it's off the cuff. And what do you think are what do you say your top five uh, habits of successful people? Like, um, take it any way you want. It does have to be enough. Yeah. So number one, man, is uh, the habit of planning. Right, micro planning, planning your day. Um, you know, uh, it's one thing to have, you know, goals and fire plans and all of this stuff, but it's another thing to say, all right, and hold and hold your, so planning and accountability, I'm loop them into two, right? So micro planning, planning your day, being like, all right, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna eat a, you know, breakfast at 8 a.m. Is, is going to be eggs, bacon, and you know, a spinach smoothie or whatever. And at 12 noon, I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes. And then when you don't do those things, you hold yourself accountable and be like, I didn't do that shit. I fucked up. So those two things, you know, uh, micro planning and like focusing on the now because the idiosyncrasies and the little things are what adds up. So micro, what I say, micro planning, micro planning or whatever and accountability. Um, the next thing, man, is, uh, you know, uh, getting, getting your, your rest and getting your sleep. I think this is something that is, like, new to me. I, I'm in this new space uh, where I'm actually focused on, like, so, this, like, this is a little anomaly. I don't, it's 3 in the morning right now. I'm not up at 3 in the morning anymore. Like, I'm in bed, like, in sleep, you know. I get eight hours of rest. And it's, like, back in the day, I used to be, like, Yo, I don't sleep. I hustle at this and the third, but like, I want to be healthy. I want to be able to like enjoy my kids. You know what I'm saying? When I'm 60, when I'm 70, when I'm 80, I want to like have a long quality of life. So sleeping and making sleep and rest uh, and downtime, mental downtime, and un, un, um, unplugging, you know what I'm saying, is is important. So that's, that's three. Um, the other thing um, is uh, self-belief, like we talked about earlier. Uh, like, yo, whatever it is that you all want to do in this life, man, like, stop letting other people talk you out of it, right? One of the things that I am a high motor guy, as they call it sports. I'm a high motor guy. This is something that Luck helped, helped me, like, realize. He was like, bro, you're a high motor guy. Like, you know, and I, I'm going to do my music. I'm going to do my, my IT courses. I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a husband. I'm going to be a friend, a family member. I'm going to be whatever it is that I decide to be when I decide to do it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So the challenge that I face is that a lot of people be like, oh, I wish you would just only stick to one thing. I wish you would just only be the IT guy, just the tech guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, fuck that, you know, because that shit don't make me happy. And when I feel boxed in, I feel unhappy. I'm saying another thing is that even if I'm not great or amazing or like super achieving in other areas, you got to realize the release of doing multiple things. It allows you to go the distance much further because you don't burn out by just doing one thing. It's why they tell kids who are phenom in sports 
at 14, if you're going to be a, 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 a boxer, they tell them to what? Play soccer, football, uh, any sport they can get their hands on so that they don't burn out. I think I'm that type of talent. But, you know, anyway, um, don't lose that. Uh, and then the last thing, man, is just, you know, humble, to, humble, humble yourself, right? Humble yourself. And the ego is necessary for all of us, right? And when I say humble yourself, I'm not saying belittle yourself. I'm not saying diminish yourself. I, like I said before, believe in yourself. You know, it's just like that song, Holy Grail, where Hope talked about, even the whole 444 album. Go listen to that. If you need a lesson on humility and balance between the ego, listen to, you know what I'm saying, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and listen to 444, because Hope is giving you the God dang on blueprint. You know that's what I'm saying? A, that's a good one right like, there. Real, yeah. man. Because he's talking about the balance. The balance between, you know, the ego, you know, and what you need to be the whole, the king, and what you also need to be to be the Sean Carter, to be the to move in the room for the voters, to do all of that stuff. And so it's like, you know, coupled with that humility is learn from the greats. And the greats, you got four of them right here on this top five podcast, you feel me? And I've been so humble and blessed, you know what I'm saying, to be, to, to have the opportunity to, to have these life discussions with y'all. You know, I can't wait to see where this goes. I wanna extend the opportunity to bring all five of you all onto my not a podcast, podcast. I don't know what it is, but it's a little We need show. to pull up to a yacht in Italy when you get that B, man. When you get that billion, hey. that's where we need to be at. <laughs> hey, man, shoot. We don't even need the Billy, bro. We can do that, like, in this 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 year, bro. Like, that's as soon right. as COVID opened up, like, bro, I got the Lexus out here. You feel me? Like, and, you know, I can pick you up from the airport. You know what I'm saying? All you need is the plane ticket. It ain't nothing. We That's two hours from the Amalfi Coast just driving. Like I said, I used to love to drive up the Turnpike. Now I'm driving to Venice, driving <laughs> to Florence, driving to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing. It's just, like, God, God is good, man. God is great. You know, um, my wife and I, we work hard for this opportunity. Uh, and and I just want everyone to know that, like, like it's a lot. Oh, speaking of opportunities in the link in the chat, I'm sure y'all gonna share it. It's an opportunity to uh, to have an internship with the World Food Program, United Nations, Sierra Rome, Italy, uh, and New York is New York City as well. So um, y'all uh, hopefully share that with your followers. But um, man, let's get it. Let's 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 got, get it. I got one more question before we. Yeah, I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk, man. Now, I'm here. <laughs> all right so like we talked about pipeline we talked about hove um you know when you do get your billion you know what are you going to do for your people you know um long term shit first thing is i'm paying off a, a ton of student loans that's the first motherfucker thing i'm doing <laughs> i'm like yo i'm about to robert smith this joint man because my student loans are outrageous <laughs> do you know i on one of my student loans i, I owe like thirty thousand. No, no, 
Yeah, I owe thirty thousand. Do you know that I paid thirty three thousand on that student loan? You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 one thing that I'm gonna do. Um, I'm a car enthusiast, though, like legit, like so. I mean, before the Billy, man, like I, I got to get the Lamborghini Urus, the, uh, the Lamborghini truck, uh, probably probably Matt Matt uh, Army Green it uh, with a um, shiny black racing stripe. You know, down offset off the left side. I like that. Um, you know, that, that's already called out. And then, you know, I just like, I like vehicles. I like jewelry. Um, but to be honest with you, man, I've had a lot of success at a young age, right? So I bought a lot of stuff and I realized, like, I just didn't really, like, it just don't really do that much for me no more. You know what I'm saying? Um I want to, you know, uh, I don't know. Life is different, man. Like, one of the places where I like, I want my mother-in-law to have a spot, my father-in-law to have a spot, my parents. Um, I mean, I ain't even gonna talk about my kids. My kids gonna be straight. My wife gonna have, you know. I mean, like, you look at little shit like that's so cool. Like, and you know, whatever, whatever with the breakup with with Ye and uh, Kim. But y'all remember he like signed over like a million worth of stock to her or something like that, and like um, easy I think or the the cup the brand. Yeah, you know it's like stuff like that to me. Shade room I mean, TV, no. Yeah, I mean yeah, <laughs> it's it's they know. I'm just saying because it's like I think that's the biggest thing. It's like. Um, you know, I want to do some more, you know, I've been really heavy on the African-American side my whole life. My sister is, um, you know, she's a huge, huge major advocate uh, and influencer in uh, the Native American community. Uh, so I want to, like, spend more time with my heritage, um, like, investing in Native American people, investing in African-American people, man, and just... Uh, Having a ton of fucking fun, like I swear to God, man, like I, I'm trying to live, like I mean, y'all remember we used to throw con, we we had bands on the plot back in the day, like I mean, it was life was good, man. I just want to get back to living, you know. Once this pandemic is over, brother, nah, what you gonna do when you get your Billy, man? Man, we uh, you know, I'm investing in uh. And the kids, man. I love the kids. Duke love the kids, man. Duke so love the kids. Yeah, so I'm going to invest in the kids and make sure that the next generation is not all jacked up and fucked up like this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. What about you, Torin, man? I remember this dude, man. I don't know what I was thinking, yo. Why? why? You know what happened one time, man? You know how, like, everybody be like, yo, black people, all black people can play basketball? I started believing that shit. So I thought oh, it was wait, nice. hold on. We're not about I, thought to... was, I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice. So then I was like, all right, man, yo, Torrin, play me one-on-one real quick, yo. And then um, it didn't end well for me, yo. And then my line brother, it be your own, it be your own people. He looked at me, Leon looked at me and was like, why would you even do that? What was you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, man, like, yo, Torrin. It's all good. It happens. It happens to the best of us, you know. But uh, I would do, I got to look out for my family first and then make decisions on what I'm going to do after that. But 
you know, got to make some positive changes, especially in my old, my old neighborhood, my old, my old community. They could definitely use the money. You know, it's not a lot of people that go back to their old neighborhoods and do, do a lot, but that's something that I'm willing to do because I know things really haven't changed much around there, but you know, that's something I want to do. I mean, yeah. I may not get that Billy actually. We'll get it, but we're going to all get it together, man. I can't, you know, the thing about it, like you think about the success of the Breakfast Club, think about how many um, invest, you know, think about how many opportunities that they have shared with uh, guests, like meaning like how many times that they've like ultimately like linked up and worked on a project together with one of their guests and things like that. Um, it ended up being like, uber successful and stuff fuck around i think diddy even when he came on there but prior to he they ended up on revolt and diddy ended up owning them you know what i'm saying took them from under the situation that they was under before and stuff like that man so i think like ultimately man you know just the consistency of doing whatever it is that y'all doing is going to pay off it's going to pay on, off, in between, is the you know what I'm saying like consistency is everything, man. And that's that's a fact. We um we got a brick by brick mentality, you know, and a, a lot of successful people do. Um, so we're going to chop it up with you know our top five influencers, um, that we think you know have been the most successful, um, over the time because of that brick by brick mentality. It's one step in front of the other, you know, to get you to that end goal. Um, so collectively. Um, each person has, you know, their, their top influencers who they're inspired by. Um, and, um, you know, I'll start off, you know, with it, with it first. I, I love Hove. You know, Hove is um, on a music level. He's been very different. He sold his CD out of his car like you have. He sold his for $9.99, though. Well, 99 cent, rather. Sold it for a dollar. And then, you know, weeks later, he sold it for $10. So, you know, he... he uh, it was a low, low in demand at first, you know, and then he got a high clientele. So I love that brick by brick mentality, um, along with what he has done on the sports aspect. So um, Ho is pretty much one of my favorite influencers um, growing up and watching and, you know, Diddy and Ye and, you know, uh, so many others. But I really hone in on what Sean Carter does, you know, you know, outside of the music aspect on the business aspect and just who he is as a, a human being. He opened up. You know, now he's having Rock Nation brunch where he's having like-minded individuals at his brunch and, um, you know, chopping it up and just being able to be there. So hopefully we're there. We're all there one day. For sure. Yeah, man. I think for me, you know, top five, definitely. I mean, Jay-Z is in there for my top five influencers. Um, you know, the other, the, the next person that I want to do is... Um, Thomas Moorhead, um, the first African-American and the only African-American to own uh, dealerships for uh, McLaren, Lamborghini, Rolls-Royce, BMW, um, Harley Davidson, Mini Cooper. Uh, I mean, just, you know, multi, multi-million dollar man, uh, my personal mentor, uh, Noop, uh, just, 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 so much there. Uh, his understudy, Timothy Woods, also a new, uh, currently the president of that organization, uh, my direct mentor. Um, you know, he's taught me almost so, so, so many things about just business relationship building, networking, marketing, uh, 
I remember in 2012, he was on the board of Centric um, and uh, flew me out. Uh, we went to the to the Soul Train Awards together in backstage when New Edition got their uh, Lifetime Achievement Awards in Vegas. I got to meet, you know, Double E, so many other people. I mean, I've been in the game for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's all been about the relationships that I've had. Um, so that's three right there. Um, then, obviously, Reginald F. Lewis. Uh, just the GOAT, you know, I mean, dude, like Baltimore, V-State, Harvard without a, you know, without an application, you know, Beatrice takeover, uh, merger, major, major uh, merger acquisition, hostile takeover, and ultimately the first black billionaire, man, and then my father, uh, Reginald Bullock the first, you know, um, dude was like, Superman to me, you know, growing up. Um, you know, I remember uh, my dad, you know, wrote a book called Father to Son, a guy that growing up in a difficult world. He wrote a book for me. Uh, he started writing it when he almost lost his life uh, when I was about two years old. And he, he grew up without a father. My father, uh, you know, was born in Philly, he's a gang member, uh, Richard Allen Projects. Uh, you know, uh, single parent mother, never knew his father. Um, and, you know, I remember uh, vividly seeing, you know, when I was five years old, seeing blood in the concrete, you know, on 11th Street in North Philly uh, when we came home from school because somebody got shot. And um, that was a typical day for us. It's like washing blood off of the front of our uh, sidewalk. Uh, and, you know, my father, you know, went to the military, um, changed, you know, all the trajectory of our life around, ultimately retired as a, you know, lieutenant colonel, commander uh, in the Air Force, gone on to work for uh, one of the big four top accounting firms in the world, uh, the consultant, international consultant, uh, defense consultant and contractor, and uh, just a really good man. You know, and uh, as a now father and a husband, um, you know, looking back at the struggles that he went through, uh, and how he always, I always was the kid was like, man, nobody's gonna ever be able to beat up my dad or this, that, and the third. And, you know, as a dad and a husband, you know, it's a, it's a big, big standard to live up to because I always just, had that peace of mind as a kid knowing that my dad had my back. And now that I'm a father and a husband, you know, I got to work, you know, I, I, I always, I always want to be that standard to my kids and my wife. Um, you know, not, it might not be perfect, you know, saying my dad and I, you know, neither one of us are perfect with human beings, but, you know, I always want to be that standard to the people that look up to me that, I'm gonna give it everything I got, and I knew my dad would die for me. So, like I said, he's Superman to me. So that's my top five. That's a solid. That's a solid top five. Um, I think that we should do our last segment here. We always end with our put you on segment. That's kind of where we put our listeners onto um, something dope that we came across this week or 
anywhere in the week. Um, for me, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to use this as a shameless plug. Um, I mentioned my playlist page earlier. It's at Curations with Jovi on both Instagram, Twitter, and on Apple Music and Spotify. It's where I curate playlists that you can just kind of hit play and let vibe from start to finish without having to hit shuffle or anything like that. Um, so one more time, that's Curations with Jovi, all spelled out on Instagram, Twitter, and Apple Music and Spotify. Um, who else wants to go? On, on without having to hit, hit shuffle. Let the let the fans know that you get offended when people hit shuffle on your on your playlist. Yeah, you, you don't hit you don't hit shuffle yeah. when you're listening to an album for the first time. Like I've sat here and put these in order all the like, way through. Respect you, you, me. You came at somebody's neck the other day when they was like, "Yeah, listen to it on shuffle," and like she got extremely offended. So please just listen to it all the way through. Listen, yeah. I don't I know how you're that I'm some angry black woman. I don't appreciate See, that. Okay. Nobody <laughs> said it. You said it. Here we you go. Brought that, you brought those words into this I'm space. I'm kidding. It's a jokey joke. It's a jokey joke. Uh, Who else got to put on? You can't joke um, nowadays. Everybody's sensitive about a lot of things. So, like, we're not trying to get canceled out here. You can't. We, we are not. We're not um, letting ourselves be susceptible to cancel culture. Yeah, this, this whole conversation is making me uncomfortable. That's <laughs> all it takes nowadays. In 2021, that's all it takes, man. No, nah, that's fact. But I'm gonna put you on with a uh an album. Um Rod Wave just dropped the album So Ooh. Fly. That joint goes crazy. Uh oh, my wow. favorite, my favorite track on the joint is called Shock uh Shock the World. And it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I look at that and I'm looking at your life, Reg, and it's just more so like, bro, you really out here shocking the world. You know what I mean? And, and everything that he's talking about is something that you know, every one of us is, is has gone through, has been going through, but Reg, you out here really doing it. So, you know, thank you. Man, shit. I appreciate that, brother. Facts. Big, Facts. man. That's big. You know, a lot of people bringing up music. Um, my top five has to do with music as well. I don't know if y'all, not top five, my bad. My uh, Put You On has to do with music as well. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but um, a few weeks ago, Timbaland and Swiss Beats actually found a way to like kind of monetize on that versus platform okay uh, they sold it to, to Trilla um so you okay. know last verses was like the first the first one that you know was a part of Trilla and everything like that but to me that was big because um you know their whole thing is they started this as a way to celebrate the culture uh as a way you know because a lot of times um you know we just we kind of throw our culture to the side especially like hip-hop culture and things like that like rappers get old and people get old and we kind of forget about them and versus kind of brought back that nostalgic feeling, and you know, you listen to it, and you you're like, dang, I can't, I forgot this person had this many hits and all that, and it brought a lot of joy to a lot of people during the pandemic, and it was still a way for us to control our culture at the same time. So a lot of times we don't we don't get you know capitalized off our culture until it's too late, and somebody else already monetized it. So Timberland and Swiss Beats found a way to monetize it, um, and we still own it. You know what I mean? It's still. It's still our culture, so that was big. Shout out to Versus, Timberland, and Swiss Beats. That's all right. Hey, since we're on music, let me go next. <clears throat> you know, so y'all know I just got back to the States and all that from, you know, Jamaica. <laughs> I got put on to an artist. Yo, I, yo, his name is Skilly Bang. You got a Skilly Bang. That's how they say it. And he, he got some heat. I'm telling you. He's a, da he's a dance hall artist? What? Reggae? What? Yeah, reggae. Dan dance hall. Yeah, modern modern dance hall. Reggae. And he got some. I might try to reach out and do a collab with him or something, man. That good. Good. Because we was in yeah. the Uber, and the Uber was bumping music. And I'm like,
Them, 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 uh, them Latin American and Caribbean acts, man, they be popping off. Like, yeah, they they real international. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get with that way. For sure. But yeah, that's that's my question one, man. He got some fire, so make sure y'all check that out. Where can we find him at? What's his stuff? Uh, his, so his name is Skilly Bang. Uh, you can find him anywhere. Apple Music, <laughs> Spotify. You like the way I say Was that a Patois accent that you that you put in there? Or what? Yeah, that's that's how Skitty Bang. That's how I was like, who's a Skitty Bang? I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, nah, he he got Call like that man bang and just leave it leave it at that. <laughs> Skitty Bang. But now nah, he he got music on Apple and Spotify, as far as I know. But yeah, go check that out for sure. Oh, oh. you got to put you on. Trying to think, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, number one, everybody knows I'm a mixed martial arts fan, huge fan. So this past UFC fight just went past, and the winner was Francis Ngannou. And now the UFC has three uh, champions that were born in Af- born from Africa, and that's pretty huge that. for the sport generally because I know they're trying to build up to this to where they actually host an event in the UFC. In Africa, and you know, uh, just recent, just recently as well, that the NBA Africa League is getting ready to start as well. That starts this year. Yep. So, yep. Uh, big things happening as far as big uh, franchises and companies, and you know, going back to where uh, where a lot of their athletes are actually coming from. You know, they've done this enough. They had a big star in McGregor. They put one in uh, Ireland for him, and now you know we're starting to get that same recognition, especially big ups. For all the Nigerians and everyone out there, I know they're going crazy right now, and half of them don't even follow UFC. But I mean, he's that type of superstar. They about to start. They about to start following soon. You know? Exactly. Shout out to the motherland. <laughs> Shout out to the motherland. But you know, this is a great show. Uh, like I said, perfect way to kick off our guest series. And you know, we, we it's the first of many, but we're gonna be bringing people on, and I'm sure we're gonna have you know Reggie back. You know, to give us updates, and you know, this this about to be a, a whole new thing right here. So. Appreciate you, brother, man. Shout out to you as always. Um, you want to tell the people where they can follow you at, any information, they can find a book, all that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best thing you can do is is go to Reginald Bullock uh, 409 uh, on Instagram. Um, and uh, that's you can get everything there. Uh, for the music, just type in, um, you see it on the chain, a U Z A Y E. It's all Z. Uh, and that's on streaming on all platforms. Uh, and then um, yeah, like for if you if you really look into like transition careers into IT, uh, go to bulleagletech.com and sign up today. Or if you are skeptical about it, you want to hear more information, DM me at Reginald Bullock 409 on Instagram, and I can help you walk through, uh, even give you a free consultation on how to transition your careers into IT and start getting that money so that you can change your life. That's all I yes, got. Man. I like that. That's the ultimate put on right there. You don't I like get- that. So, well, thank you all for tapping in and listening to yet another episode of Top 5 uh, Podcast. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter using that hashtag, hashtag top, the number five IVE podcast. Let us know maybe who you want to see on the podcast next. Um, And we can't wait to have you all tap in next week.